0: This episode is brought to you by Uncharted Veterinary Conference. Learn more at unchartedvet.com. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Vet School Unleashed, Dissecting the DVM, where we dissect topics and issues relating to life in veterinary school. I'm your host, Seth Williams, and I'm a veterinary student at the University of Missouri, College of Veterinary Medicine. Today on the podcast, I am super excited to talk about one of my all-time favorite topics, technology. And to give us the lowdown on the newest and best tech tools for vets and vet students out there is a veterinarian out of the Chicago area. His name is Dr. Shake Chatterjee. Not only is Shake a practicing veterinarian, but he also travels the country speaking at veterinary schools and to other veterinary groups about technology in the veterinary industry. Sheik is the creator of VetCetera, which is dedicated to keeping animal health professionals on the leading edge of patient care. Welcome to the podcast, Shake. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me, Seth. It, no, it's, it's great. I'm, I'm glad we got to meet each other and, and learn about what you're doing. Um, and for you to share some insight on on technology with us today, which I know is a fun and really big topic. So th- thanks for coming on. Well, again, glad to be here. Awesome. So before I get into my burning questions for the day, just want to get a brief background about yourself. Uh, where'd you go to school? What are you doing right now? Sure, sure. So uh, I've been out of school for close
1: to four years now. It'll be four years in like a month and a half or so. Um I went to the University of Illinois for undergrad. Then I made the trip up north to University of Minnesota for vet school. Nice. Um, Cold. Yeah, a little cold, yeah, but beautiful place. Um, Great people, too. Um, Spent the last three years, up until very recently, actually, so more than three years, at a small animal, and exotic animal hospital in the western suburbs of Chicago. Um, Very recently made the transition much closer to the city where I live. Awesome. uh, Small animal.
0: Cool. Um, and I know just from based on what we talked about, your your aspirations uh, aside from doing exotics is also ownership, right? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Cool. So, uh, topic for today: technology. So now this is what this is in your wheelhouse. You you actually go around and talk to to vet schools and to different groups about cool things happening in the technology world and how we as veterinarians can really take advantage of it. So that's what I wanted to pick your brain about today. Perfect. So first question, which is, is always a fun one, is about apps. So I know you've got a huge list in your brain about some of these new cool apps that are, that are out that we can be using not only as veterinarians, but also as vet students. So would you mind sharing a few of those with us? Absolutely. And like you said, I will share a few because there's many, many out there. What I'll try
1: to do is pick a few that kind of serve a purpose uh, other than the app itself. So I think we can start with the very basic types of apps out there, and those are going to be your calculator type apps. Mm -hmm. But they're kind of more of a guided calculator with uh, tips and formulations right there within the app. The two I would recommend are DVM Calc and VET PDA. Huh. So that PDA was was made by UC Davis. Uh, very, very nice app. These apps can cost well anywhere between free and four or five dollars mm-hmm. a year for these very basic level calculator apps. But I recommend having some of those. Um, you're going to be asked in school to memorize these formulas. And that's great. You should do that. But it's handy to have that
0: in front sure. of you, too, all in one place. I didn't even know that those were out there. So that, that's great to know.
1: Yeah. Put them on your phone. Um, You know, there's apps that you will want on your iPad and tablets, but this is more of a phone app because you're going to have your phone with you. You may or may not have your, your tablet with you. Right. Um, Another app that we can talk about uh, just to, again, give you an idea of the kind of the variety of apps out there. There's uh, quite a few apps that are based directly off of text, you know? So for example, plums, right? Um, Plums, great app. Great app. It's a ubiquitous drug formulary. I mean, every animal hospital is going to have either plums or papage. Right. Uh, you can access it on VIN as well. Um, it's very nice that they have it in app form and e- easily accessible. Uh, so just because it's in print doesn't mean, doesn't make sense to have it in app form. The the big idea here with these apps is we're condensing all this material that you don't
0: have to lug around anymore, it's, it's right there right. in your pocket. The thing I like about plums, because I, I use it every day in the clinic, is that um, you can take notes in it, which obviously you could do on paper, but um, if you want to make any dosage changes or making any special notes, on medications, you can just put that in the app and it saves it right there. And then you can access on all your devices. So I, I'm definitely a proponent of, of the plums app.
1: Good. And it's very likely that today's vet student is already embracing plums and that sort of thing. So I'm glad to hear that's the case. Very good. Um, another veterinary app, uh, I'm not sure if you may have heard of smart flow sheet. No smart flow sheet basically takes a treatment sheet that you would have say in the ICU or for really any hospitalized patient and, and gives it a, um, uh, an electronic form that huh. is very easy to use and also very convenient as far as accessing it offsite or sharing it with other people. So, uh, what I mean by that is you can, you can first design it or fill it out on your iPad or on your laptop, but then, you know, it, if you're not there to manage the case, you're not in the same room, you're able to track and see what kind of treatments are being made from from time to time. Um, If you have a larger animal hospital, you might have a a TV screen or a Mm. large monitor in the treatment area where you can have all of your flow sheets for the different patients up. So, you know, if three o'clock is rolling around you should be able to see what treatments are needed for every animal in that hospital or in that, you know, area of the hospital. Right. That's super Right nice. in front of you. So smart flow sheet, definitely check that out. It's free to download the very basic form of it. Okay. And that's gonna be just the one flow sheet. So what you're paying for for that app is the ability to access it offline or, or rather remotely um, and to have it displayed on a TV if uh, you know, you choose to to do right. that function. Cool. Awesome. So now that we've talked about some veterinary specific apps, I think it'd be nice to mention some non veterinary yeah. apps that you're bound to use in veterinary medicine. Um, and one app that I, I found particularly useful as a student was Coach's Eye. So Coach's Eye, as the name suggests, is, uh, is geared towards athletes to analyze golf swings, baseball swings mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But it can also be a very useful tool um, when you're doing anything that requires visual feedback, because uh, you know, for say, for example, you're learning how to place sutures, or you're learning how to place an NG tube, or you know, you can use your imagination. Right. Um, It's nice to be able to record the app or record the footage, and have maybe someone who's better at you record the footage again, pull up those videos side by side and draw right on the screen to point out the differences. So you can even play them back together, um, either slowed down or in in real time and point out what could have been improved upon. So Mm. again, not made for veterinarians, but certainly has its place in in medicine in in general, I'd say. Cool. Uh, another big category of apps I think you're going to find more and more useful as you progress through school and beyond are going to be client education apps. So, you know, we talked about apps that are going to be useful for us, but we need to be able to explain things to the client, you know, and they're the ones ultimately who are going to decide right. what happens with, right. the, with right. the patient. So um, one of the better apps for that, would be dia dia it's the diagnostic imaging atlas so since i first discovered that software in vet school they've really really enhanced enhanced in every way imaginable and they um, are available on every device at this point so you you have your um, mobile devices and then your pcs and laptops and that thing that sort of thing as well. So it's very nice to be able to access it from anything. And it's a very nice animated visualization of anything ranging from ear infections to um, cystitis. Um, what's, what's a visual representation of a spay and how it's done, what is removed internally without maybe some of the gory details of right. it. It's, it's an animation, like I said, but- it's, And this is geared towards the, the owner yeah exactly it's geared towards the owner but uh, it's funny that you say that uh when i first discovered this i i found that i actually learned a great deal from it myself (laughs) you know they have that saying where if you can explain it to somebody else that's when you know that you know it so in that process you know you end up learning a little bit too and this is one of the apps that yeah it's for the owner but I promise you there's there's things to be learned from this kind of app as well. Super
0: cool. Now, we were also talking before we started recording that there's a lot of opportunity out there to actually build your own app also, which I think is something that we don't really think about much if, if we're not in the tech industry or if we're not tech savvy. But it sounds to me that if there's a need or if you find a need for something that a, an app can deliver, it's actually quite possible just to do it.
1: Yes very very true uh, one one thing I really strive for in my lectures is to empower the audience to build their own app mm-hmm. uh, It can seem intimidating at first because you might say to yourself, well, uh, I know how to type on the computer I go on Facebook but you know I I don't know how to code I've never right. you know gone into the command prompt or anything like right. that and and the good news for you is, I wouldn't expect you to do any of that, but I could teach you how to make a very, very beautiful app without ever doing any kind of complex coding. Right. Uh, the number one thing I would say is start drawing out your ideas. By now, if you've had any familiarity with using a smartphone or, or a computer or an iPad, you have an idea of the basic layout of how an app should look right and you know while you know for the more advanced users you can innovate that too i'd say stick to the basic idea of what you know Mm -hmm. but start with just drawing out what the page would look like so once you've designed your first page with the images and buttons displayed where you'd like them i want you to move on to the next page and the next page after that so you need to come up with a visual representation of every page of your app Uh, then what you need to do is be able to draw lines from one page to another to sketch out roughly what kind of behavior you'd like the app to have. So, for example, if you click the home button on page one, what page will be displayed? And this sounds very basic, but you have to understand, ultimately, there will be somebody else coding your app for you once we get to that stage. And what seems very basic to you uh, they wouldn't ever know without you right. sketching it out for
0: them. It's like writing a recipe.
1: Exactly. It's like writing a recipe. Very good point. So one extra step you could take after this wire framing step, which I just discussed would be uh, you could download software such as Justin mind is, is the app uh, service that I use where you can actually add features that look like the features already available on your phone. So you huh. can give your app the exact look you want. Now, some might say that it's a unnecessary step, but I say if if you really want the look and feel that you had in mind, it's, it's a step that I would take because otherwise you're kind of at the coder's mercy as far as how that app's gonna turn right, out. Right. It may function how you want it to function, but uh, depending on your artistic abilities, it may not look exactly how you want it to look. Sure. So I'm sure at this point you're wondering, where am I gonna find somebody to code this. Right. You know Mark Zuckerberg's not going to offer up his services for you. Unlikely. Unlikely. <laughs> so I would use a website like elance.com. Uh, so what you're going to want to do is take your your wireframes or if you made the electronic copies, you're already going to have them in an electronic format and upload them to elance.com, write a synopsis of what you'd like to do, and then there's basically a bidding war where people offer you their services and You'll be surprised at how affordable they can be mm-hmm. so there's there's some talent all around the world when it comes to coding so you you're really at an advantage of you if you can give them a good recipe you can give or you can get in return a really nice polished
0: product that's awesome that's really great to know it definitely seems like the barrier is a lot lower than maybe we had all thought about building something as complicated as that which may not be that complicated at least from 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 our minds' point of view. Let let the other people do the, the, the tough work. Exactly. All right. Let's shift gears a little bit and um, talk about a couple of new pieces of technology, or maybe not new, but just some ways that we can use technology uh, out in practice, and especially ways that that us as millennials can really really use that to our advantage. Yeah. Great. So. With technology, my special interest is in
1: mobile technology mm-hmm. because this is technology that's that's with us at all times. Our phones, our iPads, that sort of thing. Um, an iPad is basically a computer, you know, a very right. portable computer. So there's no reason why we can't use these computers to show clients X-rays in the exam room, uh, get them checked out in the exam room once we're done with our services, mm-hmm. capture and share videos and photos for the client themselves or for social media. Um, One really simple tool I like is a device that allows you to attach your smartphone to your microscope. So you can take very nice images of cytology samples Mm -hmm. and share those with your clients. So you know, some may say you don't need to store those hundreds of slides after your You're done uh, getting what you need from them. But the biggest benefit is to show the client in the room, when you took that dog's ear swab, this is what you actually looked for. And short of having them come back and looking in the microscope themselves, this is a very easy way to convince them. And then fast forward two weeks later, you're doing your recheck of that ear and you can say, look at the before and after. And you you have that right there for them. That's super
0: cool. And I think for me too, I would like to see more pictures and maybe even video going into the medical record. Uh, I'm not sure if our our medical electronic medical records are to that point yet, um, but I think it's definitely something, something that we can take advantage of if we're taking pictures of, let's say a neurologic dog and you wanna record their gait, let's just say for example, uh, and put that into the record instead of having to transcribe the the, the way that the dog is walking or, or whatever example you wanna use. So I, I think that's definitely something that can can be done much better out in practice. Absolutely, that's a it's a great point. I think documenting
1: things has never been easier. Right. Um, snap a picture, take a video, put it right in the record, and you know it has has benefits for the client too. They're
0: able to track that and and access that as needed. Cool. Awesome. So my last question for you, Sheik, and uh, kind of a very general and, and maybe a little bit of a deep question is the role of technology in practice, and, and I guess specifically how we as as young veterinarians and, and as vet students for that matter too, and pre-vets for that matter, um, can use technology to our advantage. I mean, our generation is so much more apt and uh, and capable of using these tools to really make a big difference, especially in the lives of our, of our patients and clients, but also and the lives of our associates and of our owners um, and other team members. So, in your opinion, you know, just generally, why is it so important that we embrace technology not as a as a headache thing uh, or as a, a detriment, but really as a as a really cool tool? Well, it's interesting you asked that. Uh, I think as millennials,
1: we are. Accepting of the fact that technology is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And the big advantage we have over maybe previous generations is we already have a level of comfort with it. Mm -hmm. And and we see how fast it's changing, and that seems very natural to us. So I I guess my, my biggest piece of advice to generations to come here is... Uh, keep thinking of ideas on how you yourself can change veterinary medicine uh, using technology. Be creative with your ideas. You heard about a couple ways where we use a thought or an idea or a concept that wasn't necessarily made for veterinary medicine, but we can, you know, use it to our advantage. And I think the ways to do that are only going to increase, you know, how to make an app or at least a very general idea of how to make an app. So if you have an idea of your own, um, you'll have that flexibility to take it to the next level and impact
0: the industry. It's never been easier. That's awesome. Cool. Well, shake. This has been awesome. A lot of great information, things that I had no idea existed out there. So I think that can, a lot of these things can help us out in practice, but also in vet school. Um, certainly in vet school as we're learning. Um, I will definitely put some links to all these different apps and these ideas that we talked about in the show notes on the website and uh, I'll post some stuff on Facebook too. But uh, but once more, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's been um, really an honor to have you on and to, to get your expertise in, in this fun topic. So thanks again. And before we go, I wanted to ask you where we can learn more a bit about what you're doing, your projects right now.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, visit MyVetCetera.com for a list of these apps and a lot of other useful information. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash
0: Although if you search VetCetera on Facebook, I'll pop right up. Cool. Awesome. Well, Shake, thank you so much for coming on again. Uh, it's been an honor. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Vet School Unleashed podcast. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think about the podcast. For resources and more information, please check us out at www.vetschoolunleash.com or find me on Instagram at SethTheAlmostVet. I would love to hear your thoughts on today's podcast, and I'd also love to hear any suggestions or topics you want to hear us talk about. Even reach out if you want to be on the podcast and share some insight of your own. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time on Vet School Unleashed, dissecting the DVM.